Howdy, friends. Welcome to episode 72 of The Daily Run here on the um, Run of the Mills podcast. This is the Titus series, season four, if you're keeping track. And we are in Titus chapter three, all the way down toward the end. Uh, last time we read verse eight, in which Paul wrote this. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly. So Paul's saying these things are important, right? These are things I want you, this is this is a faithful saying. This is, might even be one of those things you're saying, like, memorize this, keep this in the front of your mind, write it on your refrigerator. This is it. Ready? That those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Verse 8, or verse 9, rather. But, oh, but now that's always interesting. Now, you know, we should perk our ears up. Wait, okay, those are good things. But he says this is what we ought to avoid. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Rejected device of man after the first and second admonition. So I, <laughs> this this I, I I've I've seen this I've experienced this so I want to kind of point out how this how this tends to work, right? He says, but avoid foolish disputes. Now the idea I think here is he's not just saying disputing about you know arguing about you know which Star Wars movie is the best, though that could be a waste of time because uh, we all know which ones it is. So anyway, um, the idea here is something that, well, I guess it, it happens in churches, foolish disputes, right? This is being contrasted with something else. Remember it's being contrasted with good works. Those things that are good and profitable to men. And I've seen this happen, foolish disputes within, within church bodies, where the church ends up not doing good works. The focus is no longer on good works. It becomes these strange factions when there's these disputes going on. I was at a church one time where there was this big dispute about a lock on a door. It wasn't even a regular, it was a closet door that had a lock on it. Now, the reason the lock was on there was because somebody asked me if they could put a lock on, on the door. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> because I knew why they wanted to put a lock on the door. You see, they were in charge of Sunday school class. And at the Sunday school class, they had a little snack time with the story because they found out like, you know what? If I give the little kid, the kids a little munchy thing while I'm talking, they do a much better job of listening. Or if I say at the end of the story, you're going to need a snack. They are very excited for the story to be over. So they listen better or whatever. But someone was getting in their snacks. Now, this teacher volunteered to teach the kids, wanted to teach the kids, enjoyed teaching the kids, and with their own money, bought snacks, goldfish crackers, and kept them in this closet with the other Sunday school things. Now, somebody was eating the goldfish crackers. I don't know who it was. I know at youth group, I didn't let the kids go in that closet. It wasn't a closet they would go in. But it could have been them. It could have been the Sunday school kids who knew those snacks were in the closet and might go down before the teacher got there and ate a bunch. Or after class was over and the teacher went upstairs, went back downstairs and ate a bunch. I don't know. I don't know who was eating them. 
but they were disappearing and it was a problem. And so the teacher said, Hey, can I put a lock on that door? And I said, go right ahead. We have a thief in our church. And so it became this big problem where somebody saw the lock on the door and said, what? This is a church. We should not have locks on the door. And I, I think that there wasn't probably much disagreement on that. Yeah, it's a church. We shouldn't have to lock the door. But guess what? We do because someone's stealing the snacks she bought for those kids. Well, this became a big contention and dispute. Elders meetings, leadership meetings spent talking about whether or not we should have a lock on the door rather than focusing on good works. Now, he says, avoids foolish disputes. Just avoid that stuff. Avoid when they start arguing about the color of the carpet, you know, just say, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to minister to people. You guys figure it out. You know, oh, should we have pews or should we have chairs? You know what? If you're going to argue about that, if this is going to be the focus of the meeting, I'm going to go and pray for people right now. You guys can do your thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to avoid that. You know, the word avoid there means like to turn away from, like walk away from it, turn away from it. So that's one thing. Foolish disputes. Oftentimes the foolish disputes are also theological disputes. People are bringing up theological things that are, and you're like, what, what doesn't, does that really matter? Does it really matter? But they want to argue. They just want to argue about it. And it goes into the next one, genealogies, contentions and strivings about the law. So it would seem that these things are, have to do with theological things, right? So at the time, it seems that the religious leaders of the day liked to have a lot of debates and discussion about genealogies, the genealogies of important Bible characters who are not, whose genealogies are not found elsewhere in the scripture. As we know, there are a lot of genealogies in the Bible. There's a lot of so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so. And when you read it, you're like, why in the world is this in here? You know, some of it is very important for the nation of Israel, for their land, um, the way the land was divided up by family. It's important to know whose family was who, because that's where certain land divided or the land was divided up in your family. You couldn't sell the land because it belonged to your family forever. We weren't, you weren't supposed to be able to sell it. Um, you could temporarily, but you couldn't just sell it forever. So anyway, the genealogies are important for that. The genealogies are also very important because... When you get to the Messiah, it's very important that the Messiah's genealogy can be traced back to David and, of course, to Abraham through through David, but also not through David. Or, you know, anyway, um, I shouldn't say not through David, but because both genealogies from Mary, Mary and Joseph go through David, but um, one goes through the royal line. Uh, Mary's line goes through the um, through the. Uh, through the uh, non-royal line, Joseph's line goes through the royal line, and you can find those ge genealogies in Matthew and in Luke. And uh, they're interesting to read about. But should the time should we be spending our time arguing about genealogies that aren't even in the Bible? Because that was something that they would do. They would get on these big discussions about the genealogy of this person or that person. And I think when we, we see this also, that there's a lot of this debate and strivings about the law. Those were common things that they would do. 
the religious leaders of the day would have these great debates and discussions and theological, um, you know, uh, what we call it, brainstorming events, you know, where they would, you know, debate these topics. And what Paul's telling Titus is, you know what? Teach the word of God. Do good works. Don't get caught up in that stuff. Because here's something that you may not realize, but it's something that is commonly said, uh, I think, to be uh, by people in ministry. And that is this, that ministry is a great place to hide. Ministry is a great place to hide. Now, why do they say that? They say that because as a pastor, as a minister who might be looked at as a leader or responsible for others, it's very easy to make the focus of your time and the focus of your energy everybody else in the church. Now, is that bad? Well, it sure is if you have a family. It's very easy to avoid your own problems and avoid your own issues by focusing on the problems and issues of everybody else. Now, there's an aspect of that that's just true in general, that when we, um, when we pray for others, when we focus on helping others with their problems, a lot of times the things that we've focused on and worried about in our own life just slip away. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those who avoid their own problems, who have issues with their own marriage, but they push it aside when their wife says, we need to talk about this. I don't have time to talk about this. I have a church meeting. Who are having problems with their kids, but now, you know, oh, so-and-so's kids are on drugs or so-and-so has this problem. And they just ignore their own issues, their own family problems, their own marital issues, and instead hide in ministry, hide from their family in ministry. And so, I think this is one of those things that Paul is warning Titus about. Don't get caught up in these big theological debates that are keeping you away from doing actual ministry. Don't get caught up in these discussions about genealogies that have nothing to do with really what the Bible says. Don't get caught up in things that are unprofitable and useless. Be careful to maintain good works. God bless you. Talk to you next time.